Hello everyone, welcome to episode 48 of Get Out of Rap. Today I am joined by the Contact Centre Manager at Hitachi Capital, Rula Samara. And Rula um, is the current gold winner of the Contact Centre Manager of the Year Large team and has been doing some fantastic work in her local community. Um, I'm really excited to be talking to Rula. She's absolutely what I would say is, a, is just a, a brilliant um, advocate and advert for everything that's great about contact centres. So Rula, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Martin. Thank you, really appreciate it. And we were just talking um, before air about our kind of, how we got into um, contact centres and our love of them. So where did it all start for you? So I think it's similar to everybody's story um, that, that ends up in contact centres. So um, I was 18 and I didn't go to university. Um, so I wanted to just have a job. And initially I wanted to become a, a social worker. So that was my aspiration at the time. Um, and then I thought, okay, well, I need to pay for the course. So let me get a, um, a contact center role. And I started with H HSBC on the phones. So I remember um, I was working as a customer service advisor um, when I was 18. Um, and it all started off from there. And that was it. That's my life. I am absolutely obsessed with contact centers. I absolutely love it. Um, in fact, just to tell you a funny story, um, when I was working in HSBC, I loved it that much that I worked all through my maternity until a week before my due date and my waters broke whilst I was talking to a customer. <laughs> no <laughs> way. In the middle of the center. <laughs> really? <laughs> I loved it that much. <laughs> I gave birth at, uh, in the call center. So <laughs> and I think that was love at first sight, that was it. <laughs> didn't get anything for free <laughs> so um but I did stay with them for 12 years <laughs> so um definitely definitely that sealed um, the, the lifestyle and approval um my son was born at HSBC so <laughs> now then did you leave yourself in rap though when you left <laughs> oh god I, I I don't for if anybody from HSBC listens to this I'm sorry for the reminder but I was actually taking a uh, card payment from a customer and everything was absolutely <laughs> fine and we're socializing. And then all, all that happened was like, I just <laughs> looked at my chair and said, oh no, <laughs> I just took my headset off, threw my headset. The customer was still there. I remember the, the department manager at the time just went to everybody and said, everybody clear. And I had to get on all fours. <laughs> I was just, and that poor customer was still on the phone. So no way. <laughs> so he heard the whole thing. <laughs> no one is. No one is ever going to beat that story ever. Honestly, I did think I would get something for free. You know, because if you yeah. if you do it in mother care, apparently you used to get free things. Got nothing for free. <laughs> what you gonna headset? Nothing. Nothing, nothing. So if that customer is listening, I am so sorry. I hope you did your card payment. <laughs> I hope everything was okay. <laughs> but that was the beginning of my journey. <laughs> now that is that is commitment, isn't it? It is. It is genuine commitment. <laughs> and did you um so at that point after that, 
um, did you kind of go, I know we were talking before, weren't we, similar journeys around, did you go then team leader? Yeah, so um, I, I just worked my way um, up within HSBC. So um, so I started off as a customer service advisor, then I became a senior, and then my manager at the time took a sabbatical. So um, I was then made the team leader. Um, I then progressed on to manager. And then um, when I got to the manager grade, I thought there's no, it's really, really difficult when you work for such a big organization in order for you to go to the step up. Um, so one thing that I absolutely love is problem solving. And that's just genuinely, I just love it. I love the firefighting. I love the problem solving um, and thinking of new ideas and things like that. So. Um, at that point, I thought, right, well, what, what's my next step? And my next step was, okay, well, if I want to lead a contact center, I really, really need to get into project management. So right. I decided to take a step into project management for three years. Um, and it wasn't a project manager role. It was uh, re-engineering processes. And it was all to do with Six Sigma. So they gave me the, they put me through my qualifications. Um, so I took that sidestep to go and learn about all the tools that I need in order for me to kind of look at processes in a completely different view and um, so I did that for three years and then I've gone back into the contact center with all the experiences that I've got um, and yeah and then I ended up in Hitachi um, problem solving um, everything and I absolutely every day. love it every day I love it I love it <laughs> Isn't that great though? I um, I worked at a call centre, an outsourcer, where they we had some really progressive leaders, and they did the same sort of thing. They actively encouraged people, uh, and both ways actually. So not just operations to uh, functions like project uh, project management and WFM, but the other way around. Um, and I'll never forget. So I I used to drive our workforce management team insane yeah. because I would always be taking people off the phone doing as as the moment took me or I felt like the team needed it I'd be taking them off the phones and then our phone would be ringing going what the hell is going on where is everyone and they'd be like oh Martin's doing something you know something stupid um and interestingly one of the one of the leads down there he came and did a like a sabbatical but managing a team and it completely made it made him so much better afterwards because he finally got to see you know even from being a team lead you're managing people and people don't fit into some of the principles of workforce management just easily you have to have conversations you have to talk to them That's right. you have to yeah. understand what's going on in their life and, and things like that and just seeing that side of it it was I think it's such a good idea. and again in contact centers you can do that in the same building can't you yeah and and Martin do you know what that's such an amazing point because that's so true every contact center will struggle um or not will struggle struggle is probably the wrong word but um you do have a healthy relationship with workforce management that that's standard even when we were on the phones when you were on the yeah. phones you know like like you were saying before the title is get out of rap and for the people that have been on the phones that that's an amazing title because it's true <laughs> yeah. and you used to get workforce in real time saying 
you've taken too long in rafting. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's such a, you know, that I can't express the importance about doing the, you know, seeing it from the other side, whether that is also the QA function, you know, when people mm, are assessing yeah. calls, um, it's really, really easy for people in, in QA to be able to pause the call, listen to it, pause it, reflect on it, think about it, come back to it. But actually, when somebody, when a customer is on that phone call, yeah. that advisor has to retain all of the information. And so it's a really, really important point, what you've just said, that it, that mix and doing the sidestep, even just for six months to see the other side, um, is so valuable. And it just makes you better and stronger, actually. It's a really, really good point. I love that. So let's take let's go to um, now at um, Hitachi Capital and you um what's the what's the thing you love about there being there and, and your team and everything that you do um i love it all i love love so <laughs> no, i um you've spoken to my leader um catherine Lindsay. yeah she's great she is absolutely incredible so obviously she she i'm her biggest fan um but the people in hitachi are absolutely amazing. They are absolutely incredible. Um, what I love about Hitachi is that everybody, everybody wants to work together. We all just want to work together. And that's to make the lives of our customers better, but also the lives of our people together. So there's no idea that's a silly idea. Um, we all communicate really well with each other as well. And also we all communicate in, in terms of communication we share our vision with each other and we kind of promote each other and I think that's so important and that's so yeah. and, and that's why it makes it a success and that's why it makes Hitachi a success because we're pushing people to come up with ideas whether you're an advisor or a senior or a manager we have multiple sessions and multiple opportunities for people to just share ideas and we act on those ideas um, and that, I think that's why I love it so much because you, you don't feel that you're just a robot processing and taking car payments and doing things or giving birth um, <laughs> in, in the sense. <laughs> and you actually feel like your voice is heard. And obviously with a leader as amazing as Catherine, like you've met her, um, you can tell why we, we have those values that run across all the leadership team. Yeah, she's great. And I know you mentioned something before. So you like to, you like a lot of people, uh, it's difficult to talk about yourself, isn't it? Um, so yeah, Catherine, Catherine is great. But let, uh, let's talk about, um, you mentioned something there as well, success. And um, I think it's just great. You are um, the contact centre manager of the year, large team. How does that feel? absolutely incredible I don't believe it I think, I think they've done a typo I'm not sure I'm not sure um oh Martin it was absolutely incredible it really was it still feels it doesn't feel real it feels like I'm having an out-of-body experience every time um do you know what feels so special about it and and for everybody that, that's quite similar I go to work and so do you, Martin, and we go to work because A, we love the job and we go to work. We, we do need some recognition, but, and that's just human nature. Actually, you go to work to do an amazing job. 
everybody goes to work to do an amazing job. Nobody says, oh, today I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do a bad job and I'm going to be 10% productive. Nobody does <laughs> yeah. that. Well, maybe, well, in my <laughs> eyes, nobody, nobody does that. But, um, but actually to, to win that or to even be nominated for it, it has blown my mind. And until this day, honestly, I still can't get over it because I've gone in and I do give... 60 million percent every single day um i absolutely love juggling loads of things and then finishing them off i get satisfaction <laughs> i i feel like it, it's quite um uh, it yeah i i just absolutely enjoy having lots of stuff problem solving at all and hearing my people's feedback that they're absolutely loving work and you know and also the customer feedback as well um so for me, that's just going and doing my job, but actually to see it all written down and for Catherine and the team to actually spend the time to write all that nomination and then share it with me. I was crying for about six weeks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, like, wow, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so I think, I think it feels absolutely incredible because it's a type of recognition that you know, just just to be nominated is outstanding. Um, so from so, from that nomination, right? So from the from getting that moment, and um, when you've gone through a box of uh, tissues, and what <laughs> what was the what happened uh, for those people that are listening that are maybe um, maybe they want to nominate someone or they're going, they they think it would be great to to go through that. What was the process then from your perspective? from how, or how were you told about the nomination what how did that happen so it was um it was my senior leader and my colleagues um that have written the nomination so they actually wrote the nomination so i didn't get to see it at all um and then they submitted it and then they shared it with me <laughs> and so and i think i think that was really really because if, if somebody said to me and just my personality oh um, we're going to nominate you. The first thing that, that my natural reaction is, no, 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 no I'll nominate don't. you. <laughs> like, no, 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 don't. So I think I think they know me and they know me pretty well, but that's my my natural instinct. Um, so I think I think for anybody that's listening, if you want to nominate somebody, it would be amazing for you to gather the feedback and gather lots of feedback and from your colleagues and do it as a surprise because that surprise element means it shows how much thought has gone into it. And also it rec that person just feels a million dollars because they feel that they realize that actually all their hard work has been noticed. Um, so, and, and I think that kind of surprise element is so special. So definitely for the people that want to nominate, I do it as a surprise element. It's really, really powerful um, and definitely motivates the person to keep going and doing a lot I more. Bet. Yeah. So you, definitely. so you were. They surprised you. Um, th then what happened? So um, they submitted the nomination, and then we. Uh, um, I got a notification, and so once they shared it with me, I got a notification that um, to attend an interview. Um, as you can imagine, I was so nervous, and I yeah. quickly turned from. Why did you nominate me? <laughs> <laughs> rather from it being a happy experience to a really nervous one <laughs> no um so yeah no I got I got an invitation to go through an interview um 
And before the interview, they do release um, the CCMA, who are fantastic. They do actually release a list of topics that they're going to cover with you and a list of questions. So you can prepare um, for the interview. And uh, my only advice is definitely prepare, um, but don't over prepare because yeah. actually what what makes you stand out is yourself, who you are, your, you know, you if you over prepare for something, you will get flustered and it may come across as robotic. And But the CCMA judges, they want to see the real you. They want to see who you are and the reasons why you were nominated. Um, so I did, I did um, prepare um, for it um, a, a little bit, uh, just a highlight. <laughs> highlight. Um, we were in the middle of the pandemic. So it yeah. was June when I had my interview. And as you can imagine, my my job, um, my role, um, expanded quite a lot. <laughs> um, trying to implement payment holidays that we've never had before as a business, um, you know, leading and motivating a team, remote working, everything. So mm. I did I did prepare, but um, actually, when I went through and I had the session with the judges, Martin, same as yourself, I saw the judge and the first thing I said was hi I'm Rula I'm really nervous <laughs> like that's the first thing that's come out um and my judge was Rachel oh Martin she is out of this world she was so good um she just straight away the the, the thing I think people need to know is people like Rachel, so the lead judges, they've been through this experience before. So they're yeah. not somebody who sat behind a screen that hasn't experienced this, they're previous winners. So if you think about the people that have won, they won for a reason and they're, you know, they're people people, if you know what I mean. Like, so they can, they do empathize, they do listen. Um, and their, their role in all of this, especially Rachel, is to make you feel as comfortable as possible so that you can be the best version of yourself. Exactly. And, and, and Rachel straight away did that, straight away. She's just built rapport with me. We were talking, same as you and I were talking before about homeschooling um, <laughs> and you know how we're doing during the pandemic, haircuts. Um, I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Um, lockdown one though that was a, that was the best one so far <laughs> did was it did your hair grow for no. <laughs> no. <laughs> everybody was jealous. <laughs> um yeah so so it, it actually she she just felt she she made me feel so much at ease martin um and helped bring out the best version of myself and i think that that i can't thank her enough for that um but once, once she, once we do that kind of rapport building and actually just, just calm down a little bit, um, we start talking about the questions. But really, the questions that they were asking, it was more around what you know what you've already done. Mm. So mm. it's it's easy to be able to explain what you've done when you're a lot more comfortable with a person and. Um, you're just spending that one hour talking about yourself. So throughout the whole year, there's a lot of, you, you do a lot of stuff and Martin, you know, you, you do a lot of stuff. So it's, it's, 
it's quite easy for us to forget everything that we've done because we're just doing it as autopilot. But that one hour of that interview, you do talk about yourself, about your achievements, about your accomplishments. And actually when you leave that, you think, you know what? I I am really proud of myself. I yeah. did do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, did I really, you know, how did I do that? And so you 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 get this sense of, you know, absolute pride um, about all of the work that you've achieved and it, it keeps you motivated and it's absolutely incredible. So I know, I know from the, um, the CCMA talking to them that they, um, they said, you know, all the winners are brilliant and worthy winners and everyone that goes through the processes, but they particularly, um, I, I talked to Lee quite often and she mentioned you and said, I'm going to put you in touch with Rula because um, she's such, she's done so much. She's, she's such a great um, winner. And it, and it is always difficult to, it is always difficult to hear That's that kind of stuff. Really. Yeah. Um, I just wanted in a, in a kind of um, sharing best practice type way, what are the fundamentals for you then in terms of maybe there's people out there that are team leaders going to be, who want to be contact centre managers, or maybe there's contact centre managers out there. What for you are the fundamental things that are really important for them to get right and think about to be good contact centre managers? So for me personally, it's about being inspirational. It really, really is about inspiration and actually communication. Um, sharing your vision with your people and that's what I mean by being inspirational is you it's really really difficult to take people on a journey with you if you're just telling them what to do you need to create your vision and actually create your vision with your people and take them on the journey with you um we we do have you know processes we've got procedures every company does and that's that that's what we have to we have to follow, but also courageous integrity. If there's something in there that actually that, that you feel, well, it, it's not right for the customers or for the people that we do this, change that view, but do it in the, in the right way, communicate it, articulate it in the right way that actually you bring people on board, whether that's senior stakeholders or whether that's the people working for you. It's about learning those techniques of how you can influence and inspire people to get on that bus with you um, and to go on that journey. I think for me, communication and being inspirational are the two key aspects to become you know, a great leader and to, and to take that next step as well. And it's quite hard, isn't it, for um, people maybe at the start of their career to, to think that they have a voice to be able yeah. to, to do that, but they, they really do, don't they? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, it's about how you do it. It's really, really is. Um, uh, you know, you, you, you've been in um, meetings, I've been in meetings where somebody does have a really, really good point, but actually the way that they're putting it across is the wrong way. So you do lose your followers within that. So for those people that, you know, our newly team leaders and team managers and even my department managers, I always teach them that, I always coach them around, how do you share your vision or how do you share your opinion 
but using the right language and using the right influencing techniques and, and to, to, to bring the people on board. Um, everybody has a voice. Every single person has a voice. What, what do you think are the key for you personally? What are your... Um, I'm not used to getting people ask me, but it's, it's a really good one. Uh, <laughs> I think it's... You're, if you work for, so you work for an inspiring leader who's given you, who gives you freedom to, to be yourself and lean into the great parts of your personality. I could imagine wanting to work for you and follow you and um, just by, just after meeting you like this. So um, I think you've, I think taking management and taking managers and recognising, you know, I was first a team leader when I was, early 20s and we had 15 people and you're 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 leading them in a contact center and let's be honest the role is tough we know that from starting on the phones it's kind of um that once the novelty wears off you know and you're doing even if you've got different lines of business and different types of calls it's a tough job yeah. and to to lead you know i would like to say i was a conscientious agent who wanted to progress and I was still difficult to manage at times. There was still my motivations dipped at times. Yeah. And I think for team leaders to manage 15 people and everything that's going on in their lives is such a challenge um, that actually it is, it is about, um, I would always say to my teams, whether as a team leader or then as a contact center manager, to make them feel important that they're part of something so it isn't about coming in doing 150 contacts it is what's the bigger picture what does that mean yeah. what are you contributing towards like you say what what's the vision mm -hmm. so sometimes that might be i wanted us to be the best department there ever was you know it, if we're going to be in competition with other departments in the yeah. in the organization i want us to be the best and you can be part of that so people buy into it also mm -hmm. I guess the other thing would be making work fun. It's, it sounds like a horrible cliche, but if you don't, if you feel like your work is um, leads to some sort of game or some kind of competition, or um, you're thinking about the camaraderie you have with your colleagues, it just makes time go quick and you enjoy yeah. it. You know, we had, we did so many great incentives and allowed people to be creative. I can, I remember it's as a, we did some sort of big brother incentive and there were agents saying they were coming to work early because they were so excited about being in the, being in the incentive. And you just think this is great. Cause if you did it the other way around and you went, oh, we have a real problem with punctuality. Yeah. Let's talk to everyone. Let's tell people they've got to be here on time. And you, and you start that way around rather than going, well, let's just make the environment a really nice place to be so that people want to come here, that we allow for the fact that people want to catch up and have a chat and make it comfortable and support them and also have some fun. Surprise, surprise, people were running into the contact centre. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, it's yeah, I, I, it's, it's, like you say, it's problem solving, firefight, and I think that kind of, day-to-day -day stuff and the fact you're doing it around people is exactly why we we love it isn't it yeah it, it genuinely is and I think what what other 
you know, besides medical, but I, I always think this, what other industry can you work in where, you know, I, I've got a large team, so I can influence uh, the life of a large team plus reaching out to 1.5 million customers. Do you know, do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. my actions, yeah. and especially in the industry you're in as well, you know, like you can reach out and change the lives for the better for so many people through your positive leadership. What other industry, you know, yeah. like, can you find that's like that? And when you look at it, when somebody says, why, why do you want to work in a call center? I think, you know, because you can touch the hearts and the souls of so many people and you can actually take pride in seeing people coming in starting off as a contact as a customer service advisor but actually working their way up yeah. and now they're and yeah. you can look at them and think wow i you know look look how much you've achieved yeah what other industry can we i don't know any other industries right at the top of my head that you can get that sense of pride and, and happiness to kind of infiltrate to so many people exactly yeah so then let's go back to um you've done the you've done the nomination uh, were you happy with how you um showed up at the for the judging session i called i called, I called catherine straight away and i was like i can't remember what i said but anyway <laughs> <laughs> i was like i just talked and talked and talked and she was just laughing and um, yeah i mean it, it I still can't remember what I said. <laughs> it's like, you know, those blank. Mem- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my body was there, but I can't remember anything. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, to, to Rachel, I, I, I showed the best version of myself and I was just, you know, showed, I must have done well. And um, <laughs> So yeah, so we did we did that, and then I wait. We waited about three months um, until they could complete all of their um, interviews with everybody. And then in September, Martin, it was so funny. Can I please just share with you the actual? Yeah, please do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Hitachi, we set up like an MS Teams. Everybody can join, and everybody um, can have a drink, and we'll wait. So the award ceremony started at seven o'clock and my uh, category was actually the last one. So literally the last (laughs) one. And we're talking 7.59, okay? So (laughs) all the way at the end. (laughs) So my husband and I were sat down. My son's 13. So as you can imagine, playing PlayStation. And I forced him to come and sit and (laughs) sit for a full hour. Anyway, we got. He's like, is this a punishment? What have I done wrong? (laughs) I know. know. And every two minutes, he's like, is is that it? Is that it, Mum? No. Okay. Mum, is that it? (laughs) And the whole actual award ceremony for them to move it to virtual was absolutely outstanding. And Martin, honestly, do you know what was so good? I had family from Jordan in Dubai, in America. Um, here in the UK, my mum, who's isolating, um, who, who's elderly and she lives two hours away, she was watching it. Everybody was watching That's it. brilliant. Well, it's brilliant if you win. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't win. <laughs> yeah, the pressure. 
Yeah, and uh, the only I only sent it. I only sent the link to my mom and to my sisters. But it became, my mom just got so excited, and she put it on all of her family WhatsApp groups, and she literally just went crazy. And then afterwards, like an hour before the session, she's like, "Okay, so we've got this person joining this oh, person." No. This person. <laughs> just like, no, mom, no. Um, but so, so we sat down and we were waiting and obviously everybody from Hitachi was logged on as well. So we were talking and we're looking through the award ceremony. Lee and Jackie have done an outstanding job. They are incredible people. Um, so a massive well done to them. So engaging. It was fabulous. It ran so smoothly as well, um, which is amazing. And then at 7.59, my category comes up. And I was like, and I, I never think I, I'm the last person in the world that thinks I'll ever win anything ever. Just I'm, it's just my personality. So um, I just kept saying to my husband, oh, don't worry about it. It's, it's it, don't worry. Let's switch it off. Don't worry. Let's work. Bye, everybody on MS Teams. And then my face comes up. And so I did the biggest scream in the whole entire <laughs> world. Right. I wasn't on mute, so everybody on the call could join, could hear it. And the best part of the evening was I live in a semi-detached house that's connected to um, uh, my neighbours, and they're in their 80s, and they're hard of hearing. So I'm sat in the kitchen diner. I scream so loudly. I get a phone call from them saying, hello, is everything okay? <laughs> you scream and I'm just like, <laughs> they're about to ring the police <laughs> yes <laughs> and I just thought they're hard of hearing I screamed that loudly that they could hear that, it that clock fell off the wall <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was honestly that moment was was just the best moment of my whole entire career I, I just didn't expect it um I really, really didn't expect it, Martin, and it just completely blown my mind. And till now, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking because of that feeling, that adrenaline yeah. that I felt. Oh, it was outside. Oh, yeah, I am shaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just the most magical moment of my whole entire career. I can't. That's amazing. That yeah. is amazing. Thank it's... you for thank you, thank you for sharing and. Um... It's interesting because you you said something right at the start uh, about wanting to go into social work, and um, then you mentioned something just then around touching the lives of of people. And again, I know you're not someone that likes to talk about what you've done, but I I love what you've done um, following the award, winning the award. Um, you haven't gone on an open top bus parade around your town with a trophy um you've got to work helping um helping people and um can you just tell everyone what you've done to help um refugees and especially over over christmas yeah of course um so i, I think i really really do have to link it to the ccma and that whole experience um and you know the, the newfound confidence to follow actually what what I, I think oh no we couldn't work and, and purely because 
you know, my, my leader, Catherine, you know, she believes in me, she believed in me with everything at work and empowers me. Then we've got the CCMA who have recognized me and said, you know, you are, you should have confidence and you can follow your dreams. I think those two things completely transformed my life last year because I've, I've, I've always been into charity, Martin. So two years ago, I went to Kenya in Nairobi and I stayed, I, I raised £6,000 and I stayed with the Maasai tribe um, for two weeks um, and, you know, uh, working at a school and helping educate them. And so I spent a lot of my time with that. And, and what I'm doing this year as well with the Maasai tribe and the schools there is I'm working with an organisation we're piloting a new mentoring program so I can mentor the head teachers within those schools to help them with the, um, the uh, help them with the girls that are struggling to attend school after they hit puberty because that's a huge issue in Kenya they just stop educating them and they and so that's a program that I'm doing on the side but actually after the the CCMA experience and you know the empowerment from from my leader and the confidence and um, I decided in December, I want to put all of this kind of energy and recognition to the right thing. So two weeks before Christmas, um, my sister and I just had a conversation. Um, I had a dream and my sister had a dream. We both had a dream, we both had a vision. My sister's a doctor here in Leeds and she works with refugees and asylum seekers. And so we decided that in two weeks we are going to hold, <laughs> very ambitious, a Christmas Day event um, to um, and raise money um, for 120 refugees that are based here in Leeds. They all live in one hotel um, and they um, are all classed as one bubble. So what we wanted to do is just give them the best kind of Christmas or re the reality of it they, the majority don't celebrate Christmas so it yeah. wasn't it wasn't necessarily about that Martin it was basically just to show, show them love and welcome them to this country they are escaping horrific circumstances you know stuff you and I you said that you've been to Istanbul so you would have seen and, and spoken to some people who yeah. are running away from war crimes and, and, yeah. and it is horrific um, so with this newfound confidence, we just thought, why, why not? Why not? This is something that I really want to do. So why? what's stopping me? Um, so we set up a Just Giving page and we started the fundraising. Um, uh, we ended up the, the, the day, we got donations from Streetwise Charity. Have you heard of them before? Yes. Yeah, yeah the shoebox appeal. Yeah. It's quite yeah. famous. Well, they heard about what we were doing because they saw the Just Giving page and it was advertised in different places. And they contacted me directly and said, we want to get involved. Please, can we give you 120 gifts um, and come and pick it up? And so I went and picked it up and I had all these gifts <laughs> in my house. And I, and I was like, what if I get burgled? What, what, have, I done? You know? what have I done? Um, there were, so we get, we, we sorted out the shoebox appeals where they had hats, gloves, scarves, shoes, um, toiletries. So we had that. Then we um, raised 8,500 pounds. So my sister wow. and I, and there was a massive generous don donation from Hitachi of 3,000 um, pounds. So I thanked them for that. Um, 
So yeah, again, we raised eight and a half thousand pounds. So um, I bought them 15 pounds vouchers for ASDA for them to do whatever they want, top up credit, whatever, whatever they wanted. Um, I also worked with Agra's. I don't know if you've heard of Agra's. They are, so it's a beautiful restaurant, really, really well known in Leeds. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, and they sorted 240 meals. So we had chicken wow. biryani, vegetarian meals. It, it, incredible so I did that and then a um a I contacted a few companies um to get some clothes donated as well or for me to purchase them um and I got a phone call um I think it was a week before the event saying hi um we've just seen your um advert you're doing an amazing thing we've got a shipment that's ready to come to you and it's got 10 huge boxes of clothes, literally huge, perfect American apparel, brand new clothes um, wow. from, from this company. Um, and they just shipped it to my home. So literally my house was just covered in all of these gifts, <laughs> all of these 10 huge boxes worth of clothes. Um, so what we did is we went to the hotel set it all up so we set it covid safe obviously um everybody was temperature checked yeah. and everything um and we worked with the hotel to do this so it, it was honestly it was absolutely incredible we also uh decided that we want a ping pong table we wanted darts we wanted chess we wanted card games because they're all classed as one bubble and it was legally yeah. approved yeah. by the government as well for this project to go ahead and um, then they're allowed to, they don't have anything like this in the hotel, yeah. you know? So, um, so they, we set it up like a factory setting that they would come and they would collect everything um, in, a, in a COVID secure way. And then in the hallway, we've set out all the darts. They had darts, they had ping pong, football, everything. It was brilliant. And as you walk past the hotel, um, even the staff in the hotel started crying because they were like, we have never seen excitement, a buzz like this, energy. People are just so happy. And we, you know, they just can't, they've never experienced that as a hotel that's been doing this for years and years and years. Um, so everybody was just so, you know, they all got clothes, they all, everybody was catered for. Um, but it didn't stop there. So it didn't stop there. So we then had, um, I then had um, a, a lot of vouchers left and I had a lot of um, uh, food um, and clothes because I, I bought loads and got yeah. loads. Um, so after that, I drove around Leeds for six hours. So I contacted a lot of hostels, so homeless people, charity hostels and organizations. Um, so literally spent six hours driving around the whole of Leeds and um, delivering shoebox appeal parcels as well as food as well as as well as the vouchers and everything to people so I was going to hostels I went to uh, people's houses so they gave me a list of names of people who are classed as vulnerable um, and they're not able um, to leave their property and things like that. So and they're by themselves for Christmas. So literally just spend all of that. And then I had um, around 20 boxes of shoebox appeal boxes left. So, <laughs> so my husband and I just drove around Leeds in the middle of the night, by the way, just to let you know. <laughs> um, 
and just started walking around <laughs> and give it five, like going to homeless yeah. people that were on the um, they were they were sat you know sleeping or they're in the streets um, and just handing them the gifts. And I'll never forget the the happiest man I have ever seen. Um, we gave him the gift and he was like, oh, thank you so much, thank you. And he literally, the gloves, he opened the box, saw the gloves and he was like, thank you so much, ripped them, put them on. And he was like, and then he looked at the voucher and he was like, what's this voucher for? So I was like, oh, it's 15 pounds for Asda. Please bear in mind it's Christmas. Yeah. And he was like, there's money in this. I was like, yeah, yeah, so it's a voucher. It's got 15 pounds. And he was like, oh, I can't thank you enough. I've just met a girl and she's beautiful. And now I can buy her a gift with this. Cheers, <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> you were just like, creating love stories. I don't, but you know, something like that, you just um, don't see it. You don't yeah. see it. And yeah. those people, whether they're refugees or whether they're homeless, or, Whatever it is, Martin, these people are human the same as us. They yeah. want love. They want yeah. they want happiness. They want to be warm. They yeah. you know they don't it's just them. it's heartwarming to hear this because for for so long and for so many re bad reasons, they've been demonized yeah. um, and dehumanized. And to hear this is um, inspirational. It, honestly, it's uh, mm -hmm. It's just wonderful to hear what you what you've done and how many probably lives, not just of people, but people who maybe felt awful up to that point and, yeah. and look what you've done. It's 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 amazing. I'm I'm feel so lucky just to hear that and oh, um, and be be in the same industry of you as you just makes me proud. You're exactly what um, I hope this industry represents because you're oh. you're an amazing human being. <laughs> you're amazing too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, and if is there for people that are listening, if they still, you know, mate, is there still a way of supporting you and the charity? And yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So um, we raised, like I said, we raised eight and a half thousand pounds. But because all these companies have contacted us and wanting to work with us. We only used around two, two and a half, three thousand pounds. So we're starting a phase two, um, and that starts as soon as the COVID guidance uh, guidelines can can um, can lift. Mm. So I'm so excited about phase two, genuinely, and I can't wait to share it with you. Um, oh, you've seen it on LinkedIn as well. So I've created a little poster, but basically, um. What we're doing is for a lot of vulnerable people and refugees and asylum seekers, you know, especially, um, that we we know that mental health endorphins helps with mental health. So you know that exercise does help. Mm. Now, in order for us to support them and actually kind of acclimatize them to the UK and get them speaking to somebody else um, and getting out of the hotel and out of their bed. Um, and showing them a different side of, of the world. Um, we're starting a, a sporting program. So in Adult, uh, in Leeds, there's a sports club that we've contacted and we're working with. And um, so I've got everything set up. So I'm offering, and uh, we have multiple places um, available. So we're, we're offering weekly, weekly one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions for the sporting of their choice that the, wow. the, the uh, sports club can do. 
So we're starting off with tennis because as you can imagine, tennis, you've got the yeah. COVID uh, guidelines. You can stick to the <laughs> distance. <laughs> um, so we're starting off with that, but it's going to be an eight week program for them. So I love that. Um, yeah and and we since since actually going out and and sharing this we've already got 100 places already pre-booked um, and it's only been a week and um, if anybody would like to continue to support you know the, the charity that my sister and i are doing if they do go on to just giving and if they just research big brunch events leads and um, they'll find the just giving page and they can they can contribute towards there it's all it goes into a registered charity and then we use the funds from the registered uh charity well, what i'll do is um so that was just giving big brunch leads event yeah 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 so what i'll do is when we when we publish um the podcast and in the in the kind of literature that, that goes with it i'll put i'll put the link in there thank you um, so much as, as well <laughs> well honestly it's it's my pleasure let's um Let's do this again because um, it would be great to just kind of chat to you again. Um, you're absolutely uh, a worthy winner, and I just think a great a great part of your community. What you do is amazing. So, um, <laughs> Rula, thank you very much for coming on. Get out a wrap, and um, I wish you all the best thank for the you. for phase two. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It's been amazing. And you are amazing, Martin. Honestly, thank you so much for having me. Thanks very much. Thank you. Take care.